When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Hello, squirrels. It's your famous, fabulous, wonderful host, Hilary Yass, back with you again with the penultimate episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 3. Oh, the stand-up comedy roast challenge. It's my favorite day ever. Hey, do you like to laugh? (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Oh, I can hear you laughing out there. Just like that. Are you laughing with me? (laughs) Ah, Good times. You know, I want to laugh some more. So I'm going to bring in our fabulous guest for this evening. Um, Well, unless it's the morning where you are. Um, They are uh, a stand-up comedy person that I've known for quite some time. Um, They know what they're talking about. And we're going to break down this episode like... um, Ice in a glass. That's right. Ice in a glass. The one and only Robert Watson. Come on out, Robert. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just so ready to laugh with you, Hillary. I hope everyone at home is, is ready to laugh. Isn't it I nice to so laugh? Too. There's not enough I laughter have... these days. It's time to laugh. It's, yeah. you know, just Either laugh, laugh or you cry these days, right? You got to make your choice. There's no I... in between. And I choose laughter. I, I think laughter is always the best medicine, you might say. You know? Yeah, I mean, hey, it's not going to really help with any sort of, like, terminal illnesses that much. But, you know, at least, you know. No, but at least you can laugh about it. You can be like, oh, my leg, it fell off. <laughs> well, I'm so sure that's what Victoria sad. Scon did when her knee went out. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Gotta laugh. <laughs> there was even a joke about that in this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, it was one of my favorites actually. It was it was a banger. It was a banger. Okay, Rob. Rob Robert. Do do you oh, like Rob? So, you know, that's Have a you good been called- thing. Mm-hmm. I well, my my uh my personal Instagram and Twitter handles are this is Rob Watson. But Ooh. whenever I introduce myself, I introduce myself as Robert for some reason. It's like a weird thing. Like you you can call me Rob because we know each other really well. But when I introduce myself, I'm like I am Robert and you have to call me that as a form of respect. Okay, so I, I get to call you Rob. Everybody else yeah, gets to call you Robert. Yeah. Does anyone call you Bob? <laughs> Not more than once. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Where does that even come from? Rob turns into Bob. It's like that other name, Richard. How does it turn into Dick? It, it doesn't make sense. Maybe it depends on the person. 
Oh. You know? Oh, maybe maybe the origin story was just, they're like, oh, see Richard over there? It's like, oh, you mean Dick? It's like, what? And then the person's like, oh, I, I mean Richard. But <laughs> they were just commenting on the fact that they call that person Dick because they know that they got good dick. Well, Bob could be similar when you think of, you know, bobbing. You oh, bobbing for Dick. Bobbing for Dick. Saying that I'm not a Bob, that, you know, I'm more mm-hmm. of a receive what am i trying to say i don't know i'm I'm, I'm a selfish lover is what i'm trying to say i'm so you're starfish sure you could be bob the builder which is inappropriate (laughs) you know children's character but i mean bob the drag queen based on bob the builder (laughs) yeah i was really disappointed when i found out that bob the drag queen's real name wasn't bob or robert it's chris i know i really wanted him his name to be robert it would have been like a I just think, I, yeah. Is it Chris? I don't even know. I think know. so. I'm I think pretty it's sure it's Cal- Chris. Isn't it Caldwell? Or is that his last name? I think that that does sound like a last name to me. So I'm going to go with that. Chris Caldwell. I thought, his, I thought Bob's last that name was... like a porn star. Oh, yeah. Oh, probably is. Honestly. Drag mm-hmm. queens and porn stars. It's, it's frightening how many porn stars I know at this point. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, do people start out as a porn star and become a drag queen? Or do they start out as a drag queen and become a porn star? Ooh, this is the question. The tea is getting very shady and, and hot tonight because, well, you know, it goes both ways, doesn't it? I think it might. I think it might. <laughs> Whatever gets those people putting their money into the OnlyFans, right? It's like, ah, oh, people don't like my dick anymore. I guess I'll be a drag queen. That well, could be... Know, I. Uh, personally, I think for me, drag, like I, I have a com- complicated relationship with my own sexuality. I'm, I don't know. I would, I wouldn't call myself a prude, but like, I don't know. I think being a drag queen for me, some people think it's like this sex up thing. I'm like, no, it's a barrier. It's like, stay away from me, motherfucker. The yeah. wig means you have to stay away. <laughs> it's creating distance. Exactly. <laughs> Why do you think I wear these time. pads? Not so you can touch them, which everybody does constantly but no like it's true like it's amazing how many people are like oh it's not your real body because it's pads so we can touch and grab and it's like well my body's underneath this i know but (laughs) do you do that to a little kid who's got like padding on because they fall over and they hurt themselves no very true or i don't see people feeling up football players and they wear lots of pads or hockey players Ooh, but wouldn't you want to a little bit, not the hockey players, because I know they're they don't wash their their gear enough in hockey. I've been in a hockey uh, uh, change room, uh, and it, oh. it, it was no, it was actually empty at the time, but you could still be like, oh, there's been hockey players in here, gross. Oh, and you um, know it's and you know it's really bad because hockey arenas are cold, and if it smells yeah. in a cold place. <sighs> It smells. <laughs> oh my god! Do not turn on the heat. Do not, do not visit those locker rooms in summer. No. Well, this is the key then. As a drag queen, is just make sure all your pads smell really bad. Oh I think Theresa May they had do. that issue. They really do. Yeah, Theresa. They smell awful. I mean, you have. I mean, let's. How do you get, wash them? I know, but I. Some of them are hard to wash too, because like, let's just imagine stuffing a pillow inside of your nether regions for like four to six hours yeah and then like i guess i have to wear this again tomorrow you know just just think of that (laughs) the one thing i would think pads would take a long time to dry if you're cleaning or washing them somehow so Uh they're out for a day or two if you're washing them 
uh, exactly. It's exactly that. So uh, it's it's a choice. And uh, depending upon different materials too, like four-way stretch is lovely, but it's kind (laughs) of a bitch to clean, honestly. (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) I I mean, I personally have no idea, but I'm so I'm just like, projecting my thoughts to think that they're true so hopefully everything i'm saying is uh holding up because you, you are the you drag. sound like you have a lot of laundry to do you're just very anxious about your laundry or something you're actually not wrong that, <laughs> I, I need to wash my pillows and that's so i'm i, I figure <gasps> pillows and pads are probably the same for washing they're difficult yeah especially the pillows i mean you just that's why we had the pillowcases i guess but um so robert what are you uh, trying to say anyways i don't know I don't know. Try, like, pillow it's case, all about the case still, Okay, I, would, the I guess I should admit I'm a drooler, and that's so, so it gets through. Oh, you drool. Uh, so you're never coming to my house now, ever. You're going to be like, no, I'm good. No, like, I'll just be like, what's that slip and slide doing it inside? <laughs> or you'll be like, the, the pillows on the couch, you'll just be suspicious. Like, did you have a nap on these pillows? <laughs> just be like, I'm good. <laughs> is this my glass of water, or is this just a pile of drool <laughs> that's how if we were on the space station that would be a necessity actually oh my god gray water don't don't talk about gray water it's too too much it's too much it's true even for even for uh podcasts like this there was a a science question i remember i still remember it to this day back in like grade nine or something i remember the question was just like your grandfather was in a lake Way back in 1957, um, how much percentage of his body sweat is part of that lake now? And I was like, <gasps> what the fuck? <laughs> wow. I was, was never like, good at algebra. Zero, 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 one, but I'm like, oh my God, my grandfather's body sweat is in this glass of water. It's just, ah. <laughs> Well, you know what? The same. So I, I sell, sell fragrances to make money sometimes. Uh, and the science no, of scent is... No, no, be, be honest. You just pee on people. That's all you do. You just pee on people. Well, okay. Fragrance. I don't tell people what's in the fragrance. You're right. A little um, bit of drool, a little bit of pee. It's all about fluids with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go, go ahead. <laughs> but but uh, like, so saying like how much of your, the sweat is... So the science of scent is, a, is amazing in the same way because, you know, like, you think of, you know, when you breathe in a scent, that's molecules from that actual item entering your nose and your body. So like you smell uh-huh. a beautiful flower, that is actually pieces of that flower going in through your nose and into your body and it then becomes a part of you, right? Yeah. Uh, and same with like fresh, freshly baked cookies, you're smelling those because that's actually pieces of cookie going into your nose. Yeah. And that cookie's becoming a part of you. And that's an amazing thing to think about until you start thinking about public washrooms, Mm. yeah it's the poo I'm yeah smelling. so yeah I, like that that older gentleman that farted in the elevator he's a part of you now oh my god i just uh, oh. sorry i ruined your life i've ruined so many lives by telling people i know that. you know Add it i to think the list. i think you know in the age we live in with covid19 and stuff like it's never been more true well yeah i the joke's less funny now because of COVID. I used to tell that and people would be like, ew, gross, ha, ha, ha. Now they're like, we already know that air can kill us. Yeah. And now it also is an old man um, unintentionally sexually assaulting us with his fart gas. <gasps> <laughs> 
I guess not sexually assault, but just assaulting us in general with the old factory senses. I, you know what? If it's coming from the butt, that feels pretty sexual. Exactly. I think that's where my mind is going. But, you know, yeah. um, let's not diminish the, the true acts of heinous things. Because there's <laughs> so much shit going on these days. <gasps> pun. Pun. Mm. Too many puns. Um, <laughs> what are... So what are what are you up to? What you're you you're a stand up comedian, yes? Do you consider yourself that? I I claim to be one. I, I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen anyone independently write in print that I'm a stand up comedian without me telling them first. Mm. Uh, so that may diminish that diminishes me a bit. But uh, but no no yes I am a stand up comedian. I produce comedy shows uh, with a focus on uh, amplifying queer and intersectional voices in our community. So. Um, yeah, I call myself a comedian. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, a proud gay man and a proud gay comedian, I guess I'd call myself. I don't know. Yes. And, and a, a producer, a producer of shows and variety. Yeah. I love, I love putting other, uh, very talented and, and quite honestly in our queer community, the people are, people are so funny. I mean, if you, if you're queer or gay, you're automatically, you, you, there's, you know, that you probably have the gift of, of a good singer or, or, a you know, being, being funny. And, uh, those voices don't get the same chances to be on stage. So I really love putting those people on stage. I put you on stage a few times as well. Yes, um, you have. And that's the only reason you're here. Payback. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I do you, remember uh, having you sign the contract in blood. That's true. It's true. Well, it wasn't just blood. It was also drool and pee. Um, <laughs> that's right. All the fluids. Well, with you, it's one, two, three, Hey, hey, hey. Um, but, <laughs> so, you, yeah, I mean, you do all this stuff. I, I was thinking about this thought about, um, I think Kyle Brownrigg has a joke about this. Lovely friend, Kyle Brownrigg. Yeah. Um, friend of Dorothy. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> gay comedian. He has a joke. I, I don't think this is the funny part, but he says, you know, I'm like one of only... Oh, oh, hey God, guys, yeah. I'm Kyle Brownrigg. Oh, I'm doing a Kyle Brownrigg impression. I'm Kyle Brownrigg. You know, I'm only one of six gay male professional comedians in the country. He loves saying that. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> it's true, and I think he wants it? to keep it that way. He's like, no. And he wants to keep it that way. <laughs> you son of a it. bitch. No. <laughs> Love you, Kyle. I'm gonna it's be because on because uh, he wants a Dyson vacuum. He wants a Dyson. So um, oh, you're oh wow. This podcast is just about deconstructing Kyle Brownwig Brownwig's comedy. That's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> well, we're gonna get into deconstructing comedy, so we might as well start with you know good comedy before we get down to the the these to Crystal Versace. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Um. So. But it's true, we do, like, we, because, you know, it's still a small enough community, we do see these comedians well enough that we start to know all their jokes, right? So the uh-huh. fact that we're like, you just mentioned two jokes right off the top of your head that you know of Kyle's. Yeah. Uh, which are both really good jokes, too, but it's like, it just does say that, you know, maybe there needs to be more than six professional gay comedians in the country. Um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, Ted Morris is, like, three of them. So, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, he's, like, a drag queen now. Anyway, <laughs> Don't get me started. Richard, Richard, <laughs> Richard Ryder slash Wilma Fingerdo, I think is probably yeah. another one of them. I mean, like, yeah. it's, it's a very small club. Why do you think that is? Why do you think there's so few, like, gay male comedians? I mean, it's weird. Well, I think if we go to, like, what I think what Kyle's definition is of being a professional mm-hmm. comedian, it means touring, going to different cities, you know, going to doing the club circuit. Yeah. Uh, 
and he's right in that case. There aren't a lot of, uh, and I'll tell you why. Because a gay man in particular, if you if you go on a comedy tour to small towns, it's not going to be the most fun for a gay comedian. That's you know? very I mean, true. And that's just starting with the accommodations. You're going to probably be in a Motel 6, and Which then you're going to go into a, a room uh, yeah. filled with like people wearing not plaid that I like. Yeah. And, and, and there's just a, there's, you know, a percent chance that you're going to get bashed at some point. So that's maybe why there aren't as many professional gay, like yeah. Kyle can handle himself in any room. I think if I, you know, if there was some vicious heckling or homophobic heckling, I, I would just want to stop the show. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'd be like, no, I'm not continuing with that person here. So, I mean, that right. probably is a barrier for me for being the definition of professional that Kyle is but I'm so happy in in the I mean the bubble that exists in Toronto is at least for the queers a lovely comedy bubble and uh, audiences here love the queer comedy I you know uh even even straight people straight guys want to get on my show I don't yeah. like well I mean, the, I mean of course they do because the straight guys want to get on everything just mount oh. it mount it and fuck it no but no but honestly they but straight male uh people in general, definitely still dominate comedy, you know? Oh, yeah, they do. No matter what no matter what Facebook ads you see of diverse comedy, those are, you know, that's a lot of it. Some of it's lip service. I certainly, when it comes to the shows that I do, I, I, want, a sh- I want the people in the show to reflect the, the place that it is existing in. And Toronto is the most multicultural city in the world, so mm-hmm. you should be showcasing... Uh, what, what, what the the mosaic that is Canada? You know what I was just thinking. I I really am. I remember back. I think we met a long a while ago, a couple of years, three or four years ago now, when we did that um, up and comers showcase, show, right? Yeah. The showcase thing. And up and, it was called the up and comers, and we were. The, it was the first incarnation of him you and it was you were the person right before me i remember yeah and we it was it was cool and you know we won't get too much into it because certain aspects have become controversial and i don't want to get into that but like that's not what this podcast is about exactly (laughs) Exactly. someone's disgraced they were the person in charge of it so it's hard (laughs) to talk about now but some like here's what i have to say a lot of amazing comedians came through that system that was run by someone who is no longer in the community um, yeah, well, they're working on themselves and stuff. Uh, yeah, but, well, I really do wish them the best in that way, for sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> All the cryptic talk, people at home will be like, who is this? And everyone's going to take to Google, like, who is the person? It's like, well, look it up. I, I, I encourage you all to, you know, do your searching and, you know, maybe Google will help you. But, you know, um, ultimately, like, a, an amazing, uh, you know, comedy queer community kind of started to build. And it was really amazing mm-hmm. to see because there wasn't really great places for queer comedy to even exist strongly in in the city right well and not like this isn't a comment on what on what kyle has said because you know we're talking about him so here we go um you know (laughs) saying that there's only six professional communities like there was an element i think before this toronto explosion of queer comedy i think that there were people that were afraid that if you know they were lifting up other voices it was going to diminish their own Absolutely. Uh, that, I'm not saying that someone like Kyle said that, um, but I'm, I felt like there was like a feeling of like, there's only room for three professional comedians who are gay. So, yeah. you know, so it was a little bit more weirdly protective and, and all, all of that, you know, uh, uh, engineered by straight people, I say. 
I I don't I I think it's a kind of thing that happens a lot of times with minor minority groups. Sometimes mm-hmm. I find like you know it, they we can become a little ter- territorial. I think especially yeah. when we we do finally find success and stuff like that. I see it with my drag sisters. I've seen it a lot in the comedy world, even kind of like yeah. where I, when I try and just like be your friend, like legitimately. And, you know, you've had a life of being burned so much that you're slow to trust, I think. And also just like, Ooh, but you also do comedy, like stay away from me, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> And what's so, it's like, and it's all about an industry that's about trying to make people laugh and feel good. I know, isn't it? So it, it's very yeah. ironic. It's very yeah. ironic living there's in There's a lot moment. of pain in the comedy community. There And there's a lot of hurt people hurting people in that way too. And I mean, we're all dramatic and, 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 and all that stuff. Um, so like, yeah. I mean, but that's, I, but I, I what I like to is say, that's not our MO. That's not our modus operandi to be no, like that. And, and, I mean... We're just complaining about stuff, but I, I would encourage everyone just to like live and live light and live happiness. And I think ultimately that that's kind of the the ultimate thing that's going to get everybody through. Um, I love that. That's a nice. But sentiment. like I remember um, when you booked me on um, Gay AF, your show. Yeah. Because um, this queer comedy community had kind of branched into these. Um, groups where it was like kind well, of getting yeah. breaking up into like the lesbians and the bisexual people and the gays and then the gender queer people every fifth weekend of the month or some stupid thing because apparently they don't they're not as important I don't know it like it, it was bizarre to me because I, I've always been like no we should we're the LGBTQIA plus community and we should be supporting each other you know um, yeah, it was, and I had such a, time. well, I had such a strange time with that because I, I was like, oh, where do I even exist? You know, I was like, should I consider myself a cis gay man? Should I consider myself a gender outlaw? Uh, yeah. like, cause I'm, I'm kind of between worlds. Like, yeah, I exist as a cis guy, but uh, Hillary is very gender fluid. And so like my identity is very like, Ooh, I don't know who, so it's, I really loved it. I remember when you reached out and said, no, just come and be on my show. And I was like, oh, it's okay for me to be gay? And, and you're like, yes. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Robert. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I was like, that was sort of, so I'll tell you why that was made up. It was like, we were given a weekly spot at Comedy Bar. Oh, yes, and it's yes. like, well, so how do we break this up in a way among, like we were sort of a collective, mm-hmm. I hate that word, but there we go. Um, that were like, so we have, you know, four weeks a month, sometimes five. How do we split this up? So we're like, well, LGBT. And we sort of like, let's, but what I will say about that, it very quickly got very uh, gloriously muddy and people were just on whatever shows. But Mm -hmm. what it did tell people was like, hey, if you need a show, if you need to come to a show where you know that as a trans or non-binary person, you're going to be respected, then you at least knew you could go to that show. I would That's hope that they would have thought they could come to any of the queer shows. Like mm-hmm. I, I saw what it was, but I, it, you know, also the community is too small. You can't have uh, a, we don't have a year's worth of 12 shows of people that's, who are transgender comedians. Right. That's so. kind of, that's kind of my biggest point of it. It's like, we are such a, we still are a very niche part of society. We're queer comedians, yeah. you know, like that's pretty small group of people 
And then to break us up further was just like, what are you talking about? But I do I understand. Think, yeah, it was done with good intent, but uh, yeah. like we all we all sort of realized very quickly. It's like, well, <laughs> why are we making these rigid rules up for it? Like we sort of made um, barriers for ourselves, and I think we realized that pretty quickly. And also, the whole thing sort of just and with, with especially with the pandemic, the whole thing sort of fell apart, and all of the different people that were looking after shows or looking after their own. My brand uh, and Susan's. Uh, uh, with the bi-pandemonium, those are the only two shows that are still currently using their names from those that's, producers. So oh, Gay right. F has actually become like a, a whole brand unto it, unto itself now. And the shows are their own, have their own names. And the, the brand is Gay F, which I, which I sort of enjoy. Cause I, I love people, people going, Oh, gay as fuck. That's great. You know? It's yeah. Fun. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, it's just, uh, it's just good. I'm, I'm really excited, you know, with how all that evolved. Um, you know, it was just, it was just an interesting situation. And at the end of the day, it's like, we just have to continue to try and promote love and acceptance yeah. and unity. Um, so I mean, that, that's certainly nowadays, that's the way forward. Cause I mean, there's so many, uh, you know, intersectional members of our community that are more marginalized than me as a white cis man. So it's, it's really important for us to support all of the members of our community. Well, and that's, that's the interesting thing. I think that I experienced weirdly, uh, you know, me being relatively privileged. Um, it, it was interesting for me to experience this like moment of like, where do I even fit in here? Because when we do set up barriers and walls like that, um, there's people that fall through the cracks because it's like yeah. they don't find identity even when you're trying to expose all these identities. So it's like, um, it's an interesting thing. And I just, you know, just like try and treat people like people and be queer together and not be too judgy. But I, I love that. Um, um, but we, yeah, anyways. <laughs> so that's queer comedy, everybody. That's the state of queer comedy in Toronto and oh. perhaps Canada. Okay, so okay, let's talk about something else. What about you? What about you? Um, what's your background? Like, was it musical theater and dancing and makeup and stuff like that? Oh, I wish. And I mean, I, I've done all the gay stereotypes. Um, <laughs> so I was. So I did go to theater school. I was no. I like. I've got two left feet, so I definitely was not a musical theater kid. Although I'm, I'm a pretty damn good singer. I like to do a parody song every once in a while too. Yes. So I'm gonna like tout myself although I recently listened back at myself I'm like oh I'm not quite as good a thing singer as I think I am um <laughs> which was which was interesting but yeah no so theater background and uh you know done the theater thing uh in Toronto for for a while writing especially I had a, a had some you know some some uh hit fringe plays back in the day and mm -hmm. uh then I moved into I wrote for children's theater and those uh did really well with a, a company called Rosany Theater yes. and uh, I got some like you know, some award nominations and things like that. And, um, and then from there I made the, the web series that I'm very proud of called a gay Victorian affair. Yeah. Um, which is, a uh, that sort of was what also sent me down the comedy route. Cause I was like, you know what? I really want to, I, I, I think I have a, a good talent at being funny. I'm going to, you know, try the stand up as, as well as then releasing this web series and the web series, a gay Victorian affair. It's about, it's this simple. It's, about gay people in the Victorian era who have affairs. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. the title pretty much says it all, but it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of dirty oh, yeah. language in it. It's so fantastic. Yeah. When he says, when he say dirty language, it's like thou art so sexist, dame Laurentia. Yeah. It's very that it's very hot. Well, it's, it's more really like, hot. so 
Yeah, well, yeah, well, my favorite uh, women's line in it was when someone said, a young canny like that could make me as randy as a lobster kettle, you know? So, oh my God. It's like the that. BBC does uh, Bridgerton, um, it, but CanCon. It's, it's really hot. Um, definitely check it out if you haven't, because, oh, yes. It's fun. It's <laughs> all on YouTube, uh, or just go to a gayvictorianaffair.com or something. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sexy flirt with you uh, with some Victorian language at the end of this. I think. Ooh, Continue. some Victorian language at the finale. That would be amazing. Oh, yes. Haunt you. Get you all. Get you all horned up right at the end. <laughs> Ooh, honestly, that's the best time to get me horned up because you know exactly what I'm doing after this. It's just, you know. <laughs> and shaking. then a nap. I'm having a nap. Exactly. I'm, just, I'm shaking my fist in the air and then I'm promptly falling asleep for four hours. Oh, napping score. Like, but people who don't why nap, don't am I napping for four hours? Because I'm tired. Because your fist was shaking in the air. Because I'm tired. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, it takes a lot of energy to be angry and shaking your fist. <laughs> So last night you were out doing, uh, you were at uh, Martha Chavez's, who is an amazing yeah. comedian recording. Was it was it fun? Oh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Martha wanted to get all of their pandemic material onto an album. Yes. And, uh, whether that means like uh, she's moving on from it or just, you know, it's now's the right time to, to put it down on an album. I hope so. Um, I yeah, mean, like, I hope we're, I hope we're all moving on from the pandemic, to be honest. Oh. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, my famous acclaimed web series. Yes, you're not the only one with the famous acclaimed web series. (laughs) Award-winning web series as well. Your your series is an award-winning Mostly, Mostly thanks to you, since you uh, uh, forced me to submit it. um, And then (laughs) they gave me an award for some reason. Um, But catching up with the COVIDs is totally a pandemic thing. Um, Oh, yeah. well, that's what uh, I love about yours. It is very much like a moment in time, very which good. I really enjoy that kind of like the things either need to be a really well done moment in time mm-hmm. or they have to be timeless. Though that's, that's sort of how I feel about, about it. So, you know, all the great TV shows are usually a great moment in time captured. And I feel like catching up the COVID very much was that. And all the stuff you do on that too, like, um, you know, the fact that you play every character and then you like use your editing magic to make them make both those characters in the same scene. I just love it. Yeah. It's uh it was it's such a fun show to do. I'm I'm seriously thinking of doing like a a season two that would just kind of cap it off because currently Mr. COVID is still a skeleton. That's right. And uh I'm still <laughs> I'm still like, I don't know if I want to leave him a skeleton, but we'll I have see. thoughts. It- I have thoughts if you want, like, not here, because we don't want other people to steal these ideas. Yeah. But, um, like, I have thoughts about the skeleton and, and uh, ways forward. Yeah. I mean, I borrowed I borrowed your skeleton for my for that oh, parody video we did yeah. together. Yeah, Sean, the skeleton, uh, we keep him as, like, a, an ornament in our living room. Um, we love Sean. He's our child. I hope you decorate him up for Christmas. I, I decorate him for every holiday. He has a new outfit for every holiday. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Just and, like and yeah, Sean, hanging off the ribs. <laughs> Sean has appeared in in several people's web series as uh, skeletal prop. It's hilarious. Wow. Um. <laughs> you should start. You could make your money back on that by renting it. You could have charged. It's no Sean. Sean's too vain for that. Sean would get all the money. Sean would need the residuals. You know, Sean's a Sean's a person. 
Yeah. And he's doing okay. I, I don't know that I told you that. Sean, uh, I had to fix Sean. Sean, uh, <gasps> you he, injured Sean. No, I did not. Um, uh, but it was like, remember how I had to fold him up to take him on the subway? Oh yes. <laughs> Cause you literally just had a skeleton in a so bag. The folding on the up, the, one of the screws came out and he was in two pieces and I had to put him back together. Oh, and I didn't Sean. tell you. Oh, Sean. See, you never even know. So it was a screw thing. It wasn't a breaking thing. So I decided not to let you know. Well, he's actually pretty durable. He's a good skeleton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but what was I even going to say about that? I don't know. Web series or something like that. Well, he's been, it sounds like he's appeared in more web series than, than the two of us combined. Yeah. I think it was just the moment. The moment seems to have passed. Um. Yeah, and you're you a has been now. Your skeleton is I don't know a dimming star. And last night I was out with with the, the wonderful stand up comedian star Carla Collins, which is pretty oh, crazy. Oh wow, I that's mean, amazing. I mean, Carla's an icon as well. Like she's, she's very, very queer adjacent, very you know? queer adjacent, and she's very like you know Canadian comedy royalty. Except no one knows who she is anymore. But that's what happens in Canadian fame. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My tongue is so sore from biting it right now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a joke. I love I love Carla very much. Um, and I was on a thing with her last year. And then she wanted... The thing is, because I can tell you now, because it's apparently secret, but like she's doing this new stand-up album called Vanity Dare. And she literally wanted two drag queens to walk out with her and just like Vogue and stuff all over the house. I mean, Vogue for me is like very under parentheses i didn't vogue i just kind of like strutted <laughs> so th- this creates a for me i'm gonna call this a rhetorical question you don't have to answer but i never see carla collins like doing gigs where she's practicing her stand-up and mm. then but then i always hear that she has an album record I'm like when and where and how is all her material happening i re- like that would be the sit down like i would want to ask her like, so tell me your process uh-huh. you know like i would actually really like to know because when she does go out and do, does her albums, like they're funny. Yeah. And it's like, where, so is this like in, like, is she practicing in front of her mirror? What is she doing? Cause it's working for her. That's a great question. To be honest, I think she's just a master. She just, she's mm. just at that level. You know how like some of those uh, great comedians, they just kind of come out on the stage and, and you're just like, how do you have a new hour of material already? They just do. <laughs> They just Damn know what girl. they're doing, you know? Yeah, no kidding. Well, good for her. I'll, and, I will tune in. And let's, let's be honest, like, there was a couple jokes uh, that I, because I got to hear her set twice. Uh, oh. A couple jokes didn't land, but, you know, she's such a pro that she's just like, okay, well, I guess that's not in. You know, she like, she writes, she's, <laughs> she just knows exactly what she's doing, you know, and co- she's uh, confident honest- as fuck. Confident. Yeah. And that's important. And what I would, one of those things when a, when a joke bombs, one of the most important things to do is to, is to get your audience back is acknowledge that it bombed because yeah. that will actually make the people laugh being like, yeah, that bombed, you know, like, yeah, I, I always find that if I have a, a joke that just did not work to be like, okay, so that's, uh, you know, you're saying that's, that's true, but not funny. Okay, great. You know, like, or something like that. Yeah. But I never apologize for it. I've heard people apologize for I'm just like, oh, don't don't do that. I mean, it's not it's not about you. It's about making people laugh. I think so. Like, if you start making it about you and your feelings, it's like 
what are you even doing trying like comedy is not about feelings it's more about like intellectual and silliness and stuff so i don't know but oh shall we get into this episode of rupaul's drag race because we're starting to talk comedy and we have to dissect these hoes don't we yeah i'm sure people like that like um i thought this was about rupaul's drag race and something's like no uh hillary oh, yes no we go off on Robert tangents Watson. we go off on tangents because <laughs> honestly i i watch so much rupaul's drag race we've been doing this podcast for years now like Yes, the show is wonderful, but like it's really a ta- a starting off point to just talk with people. Also, you know that's true. And by now, everyone sort of knows the formula of RuPaul's Drag Race, uh-huh. so this is a great way to mix it up. So thank, so thanks and, for that. And good, honestly, good like day. if you want to just hear a play by play, go 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 watch um, Wilma Fingerdoo's show. Ooh, shade. <laughs> <laughs> Pull down that shade. Exactly. Ooh. Wilma does the shade curtain. She just goes, do, 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 Oh, Jorge, drink me. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely leaving that in for, for Ms. Wilma to listen to. <laughs> Yay. Hi, Wilma. I bought her t-shirt, so deal with I it. I bought one of her t-shirts as well. So That's... cute. Her t-shirts yeah. are really cute. Um, okay. So uh, let's talk about RuPaul's Drag Race let's UK. So there's not that much going on off the top because now they're top four again. What do you think about yeah. that top four two times in a week? Oh. I have feelings because quite honestly, it's like, why did you do the double elim- elimination then uh-huh. if you're going to keep doing double saves? Because there there's been two double saves this season. Yeah. Where is Theresa May? Where is Theresa Well, it just comes down to me. It's like, why is RuPaul so obsessed with eliminating the POC queens early? Like a Absolutely. double elimination of POC Queens. I know. I was River gagged. and Teresa both gone. What? Boom. I, I, I was shocked. So the fact that there's a double save, while I will say last week was worth a double save, mm. the one before was not. The one with Scarlet and Vanity uh, that ended up being a double save. I was like, someone should have gone home on that one. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, but at the same time, when you count the number of episodes, I think they wanted 10. Like last week, yeah. no one could go home. So I was like, Ugh. it was yeah, a good but challenge. That, but also but Veronica Green being sent home when Victoria Scott already took, left. I like, know. It's just so messed up. It was just... so messed up in regards to, I've loved this season, but the choices from the producers, I like it despite some of the things that they've done, you know? Yeah. So my next question is, have you or will you ever paint someone like a French girl? Um, probably not. <laughs> Not like that's not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the Titanic reference. Um. <laughs> oh yes, okay, yes, okay. Now I'm like, I was like, whoo, whoo, there's the comedy going right over my head there. Jack, paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> yeah. All I like for certain, the people are always like, I think of Titanic and they think of like Rose being held over the edges. That iconic. Um, visual. Oh, yes. For me, the iconic visual I'm from flying, Titanic. Jack. I'm flying. Yeah. For me, what the the one that's the visual that stuck in my head the most is like they're in the the cargo hold and they're in the car having the sex hand. and then they just see the <sighs> sweaty hand come down the window and just go <sighs> down the window. That for me is the most enduring oh, yeah. visual for me of that show. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't know why. I like to think of that moment and I'm like what were they doing at that moment that the hand had to be there? I was like, must have been an awkward position. And like, it looks hot, but I bet it was really uncomfortable. 
you know? I mean, I mean if it was, yes, it was, I mean, it, they're so that screwing be... in like an uncomfortable, like old timey car. Like, <laughs> I doubt it was even either of those actors' hands either. Like, we just, James Cameron's like, we just need some, just like how James Cameron was the hand drawing uh, yeah. Rose naked. Maybe that was his hand. It was James down. Cameron's hand. Ooh. Yeah. I wonder if it's He's credited in the credits, just like <laughs> James Cameron's hand. James Cameron's, yeah, the hand, James Cameron. <laughs> The other hand, James Cameron. <laughs> I feel like he was auditioning for the Adams Family when the he was sex doing hand. all that. Ooh, for Thing. Oh, yes. Auditioning for Thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine if it was Thing? That would be so camp if, if it was, like, an Adams Family um, yeah. parody of it and just, like, Thing just, like, goes down. <laughs> yeah, there's the no arm attached to the hand coming down the window. Perfect. That Chef's is. Kiss. That has to happen. <laughs> Okay, so they're going to find out that they're doing the Pearly Gates comedy roast, where they have to roast themselves, roast the judges, RuPaul, Michelle Visage, Alan Carr, and special guest, Kathy Burke. Um, yes, Magda. Famous for various things in the BBC world, I believe also from like AbFab and things like that. Yeah, she played um she played Patsy's boss at the magazine. Oh, she was Ab the Ab. boss. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, um, she was Magda. She was Magda. The one who'd be like, come in, I want this, this and that. This don't make that. I don't want it. Get me cigarettes, get me get me skinny girls on yeah. the beach. Get me this, get me that. I, yeah, I love that about her. And then they also find out that they're gonna be performing in front of all of the eliminated queens. All of them, so uh, they can they're the audience. <laughs> Some tough crowd, tough crowd. Um yeah. <laughs> and so they can no let them have it as well. Yeah. So one of the things I thought was the most interesting when the girls were chatting about having to do stand up and a roast was that all four of them <laughs> in a row were just like, so girls, have you done stand up? And they're like, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Even Kitty. Not at Even all. Kitty, I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. But we're in for a ride, folks. This could go either way. Such a low priority among drag queens, apparently, the stand-up game. Okay. <laughs> it is, but what I will say, doing that did set expectations low for them yeah. to then exceed. Because my expectations were incredibly low after they started saying that none of them had done but I mean, Crystal was the most shooketh by having to do the comedy part. Yeah. Like, Crystal was like, I am scared. And fair enough, when you're 19 and you don't have a lot of uh, life experience behind you necessarily, uh, that can be, you know, hard to be like, I have to, and, you're, and it's not just be funny on stage. It's no, you have to make fun of other people in a way that isn't mean. Like, there, there's, so there's layers upon layers when you're doing a roast because you can't just come across as mean. We've seen the queens, mm -hmm. you know, like Utica being just so mean uh, and, you oh. know, and it did not work. You're so totally these queens. And, right. It's so t I'm sure that's top of the mind of a lot of queens. It's like, I can't come off mean. And I'm sure Crystal was after, you know, what happened in early in the season when she was like trying to make fun of Victoria Scone and that backfired so massively yeah. that, you know, we thought she was going to be the villain of the season. Right. Um, so I think she's scared of saying the wrong thing more than anyone. Yeah. Can I say one tip that I give people? Because yeah. I teach an improv class called Improv a la Drag Race. Oh, yes, um, you do. If you're interested, check out dragacademy.ca. It's coming up in various places online and even in person. Oh, yes, you can take a class with me, the glamorous Hillary ass. Oh. Um, but anyways, one thing, because I find that with a lot of girls too, is that they're very scared of reading and roasting because yeah. 
yeah, they think they have to be mean. And this is the thing I always tell them is like, no, it's not about being mean at all. It's about being one, either true, something that is very true about undeniably true yeah something true about this person and honestly just start with simple things like you have brown hair like that's true like find things that are true about them you have a funny walk you are you know you're a bad singer like true things or whatever yeah Um, there's a couple there's a couple i wrote down uh, that that stuck out from from today that were exactly like that yeah uh, or like something that is just so bogus and outrageous that it can't possibly be believed you don't have to say you're a fucking fucking cunt bitch but like you don't have to <laughs> that's not how you wrote i mean <laughs> anyway so um then they have their little trauma talk about toxic masculinity but yeah. we'll get we'll get into that after our little break and then we're gonna start dissecting and visevecting these stand-up comedy routines because honey we've got experts on the panel for this this is our jam Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, squirrels, we'll be back in a moment. Bye. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay, squirrels, we're back. We're back from our break. And Robert was just telling me something really fun and interesting. Well, sure. we were just talking about uh, one of the world's oldest drag queens, Michelle Duberry, who yes. lives in Toronto. It's her, her birthday so on Tuesday. Yeah, isn't it? And she's back in drag, I think, for like the first time as part of the celebration. It's yeah. at Flash, the strip joint, which I think is hilarious too, by the way. I mean, there's um, no more appropriate place for Michelle Duberry than a strip joint. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was uh, for the folks at home, I was telling Hillary on the break how Katja uh, on, on the the web show uh whenever she was like i see you and i'm going like when does that voice like we were just sort of making, that is literally katcha impersonating michelle duberry because uh she met michelle duberry at a meet and greet once and michelle duberry went right up went, went up to her and she just went i don't like you so i think she just you so now she just uses that michelle duberry voice whenever she's like doing like something a little bit un- saying something untowards or like trying to be an older person or something. I, I mean, it's all alleged, I suppose, but I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> You're right. I am. That, this could be slander or libel. You're right. I could allegedly be, just say allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> it's so true. Allegedly. allegedly, allegedly. There we I go. mean, anyway. yeah, I can't, I, I just saw a post where like Michelle was out with uh, her friend and her, her friend, she just said they were passing like the spaghetti factory or something. And, she was like, ooh, I like meatballs. And then they sat down and her friend bought her some spaghetti and meatballs. And Michelle's like, why did you get me this? And then <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just like, me. I didn't want this. I wanted dick. Meatballs. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, that was really funny to me. Um, 
Okay, so... <laughs> so toxic masculinity. Have you heard of it? Is it a, is it a thing? <laughs> I have an older brother, so I've definitely heard of it and experienced it. My brother is a prison guard, uh, so we couldn't be more different. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I have seen a few movies, gay movies that involve prison guards, but I don't, uh, I can't endorse any of those. Yeah, it, they're very masculine and toxic in their own way, but it's so sexy. It's sexy. Um, yeah, I, I think it was an interesting topic to bring up. You know, uh, they were talking a lot about toxic masculinity and how it's hard to be a man and, um, you know, and because you have, you know, there's certain expectations when you are supposed to be a man. I think Ella and Vanity have this conversation. Yes. It's hard to like express your queer self because I think, oh, like the feminine nature of being queer is just very real. And yeah, I related really hard with that thing that Ella talked about, about having to butch it up in auditions. Um, yeah. I was told, yeah. and this is a true story. Um, yes, I have auditioned for shows before in my life. <laughs> I was once an actor before I sunk down into the dregs of drag queendom. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, was auditioning for um, the Book of Mormon, ironically. Oh, wow. For, you know, like the Ralph part or Barfy, whatever, you know, the, the ugly one, because I'm ugly. Anyway. <laughs> well, he's the... He's the um... Not the best Mormon, that one. The one that's like, yeah. the, the con- but he has most of the funny lines, to be honest. But yes. Oh, he's hilarious. Like, he's like Josh Gad's character. Um, yes. And right. so, <laughs> here's the tea, though. Like, I was in the, the audition, and I thought I was doing great, and I thought I had a good take on it. Their one note was like, okay, but the character's not in love with his best friend. So, and I was like, oh, they think I'm too gay. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I mean, my, I, I sank into a puddle. I, I like, it, it totally threw me off. I was like, how can I change the fact that I just give off something that, like, how can I, I can't change that about myself. You know, like, what am I supposed yeah. to do? Um, it was just so... It was so shocking and ridiculous. I didn't understand wow. that. Yeah. For I so I had uh, an audition that had a weirdly sort of like opposite yet still felt very toxic thing. Mm-hmm. I was I was auditioning for um, it was for uh, the casting agent the, the Forest Sisters in Toronto and they're lovely people actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went in and they it was a role. I was I was auditioning for oh gosh, um, it was the villain. But I was auditioning for gay pedophile priest oh my god Um, yeah it was so this (laughs) i know um and i wasn't like i wasn't happy so i was literally i was throwing the audition like i did not want to get this part i really didn't think it'd be good for my career yeah that's a tough one so i did it and i so i'm reading lines i just read them i read them the most monotone i've ever done anything to throw the audition oh wow just like oh no that's fine bobby or something like that um uh, <laughs> and ironically they're just like we love it we love your re- <laughs> well well so i did it the most monotone and, and the two the sisters are there and one of the, the one sister says like uh what what going back because one was watching me one was watching the monitor oh. and uh 
And the one woman says, turns back to her sister. She goes, was that, was that, was that gay enough? She actually said, was that gay enough? And, and the other one said, it reads. <laughs> so oh. I was like, even though I'm being as monotone as possible, she's like, no, that reads. No, I didn't get the part. I know who did. Oh. And it didn't ruin his career. He's doing just fine. My gaga. Like that is so ridiculous. And it also makes me think I was, I was just on a, a different show, like doing background and stuff, but. I thought that this was very interesting. You know, they were casting a part of a drag queen and she had a spoke some speaking part role. And I, they always, when they cast a drag queen, they always cast, they really should write in bold man in wig because it is not realistic to what drag queens actually look like in the world. Like drag queens, yeah. we pride ourselves on looking feminine or outrageous or larger crazy than and larger than life what do they cast literally a man wearing a wig with a shovel face that is i don't understand like ah! <laughs> no that is not a drag queen yeah. <laughs> oh straight people i God know straight people are thoughts they they have their own ideas of what queer society is and it's so fun and it is that gay enough i can't ah uh, yeah, I mean, hey, that was, you know, that was in the aughts. So uh, I, a lot has changed since then. It's, yeah. it's so crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, there's not, there's not many movies nowadays where like, I've got an idea. Let's get a gay pedophile priest. As the lead. A, as the lead. As, and let's make it about that. I'm just like. That, that, that sounds like a likable character in 2021. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, who, who, like at one time they said like, yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's not. Like, wait, no. It, is that the villain? Do you think that might be the villain of the piece? Probably. I hope so. I only got sides, so I don't know in the end. <laughs> so shall we break down these uh, stand-up comedy routines as they happened? I mean, some of them broke down on their very own, but. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah they, they really did. First up was Crystal Versace looking like a snack in these angel costumes. Very cute. Um, it looks good. So how do you think Crystal did? I, I broke down all of the routines a bit. Just I like wow. counted their punchlines. Um, oh, wow. You really deep dove into this. A little bit. I tried. Um, uh, Crystal had 11 punchlines about. But she also was very rambly. Um, I found. How do you think Crystal did? Um, well, yeah. I mean, her. so she started off strong by going after Charity Case, by mm -hmm. saying that she was terrified of her, and that was, and then saying, and that's not even when she's in drag, or however she, however she put it. And I thought, okay, good, strong start. Yeah. And then it all kind of went downhill from there. Like, that whole, like, trying to explain to Michelle Visage about sex and... Oh. and and that said, was uh, and being like say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Or however she was saying i was like <laughs> i don't know what's going on right now and i'm sort of not as here for it like that took me out yeah at the yeah she it was just like a really long setup with like no payoff and she was just a really getting into was people coming back at her with their responses like they, yeah they were toasting her with their responses like rue had the last laugh on that being like I'm not recommending you anymore. That's right. You know? Yeah, she she was like, now Rue has complimented me and my gorge is young. I'm gorgeous, young, good at what I do. And Rue's like, not anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I did. Lo- I did thought. I thought her start was okay. Hello, yeah. how is everyone doing tonight? Um, yeah. I mean, that's a classic opener. I mean, people say and how starting you doing? is hard. Being the first, being bullet, as they say in the comedy world, bite yep. the bullet and go first. Yeah. Um, and and that was exactly what Crystal said she wanted to do. She said, "Just put me first. Let me get it over with." Yeah. Um, and I I think if you were to place Crystal's uh, set anywhere else in the lineup, it actually may have come off a bit worse than it did. I think we were I able agree. and willing to forgive Crystal a lot more because everyone was in the mood to laugh. So I think they were gen- more generous with her than yeah. they might have been later. Well, because also Bullet gives you a, a fresh energy and like a starter mm-hmm. energy where people haven't laughed yet. So it's kind of like a, a, a good, bad kind of spot, you know? It, it is what you make of it, if you can, right? Like, it can it can soar to the heights or it can sink to the bottom of the ocean. And I think Crystal was about maybe six feet underwater, not quite at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Um, I, I, I liked some of her jokes. I, I think some of them just didn't go over very well. Um, I, but I really liked the way she played with her language, you know, like that Avrin doing tonight, and even, like, it's like, I'm going to talk about sex. Like, there's yeah. really good ideas in there. Uh, it's just not enough punchlines with her, like, kind of convoluted, yeah. over-explaining certain things about, I'm a virgin. Did I mention that I'm a virgin? A virgin is this, and Michelle Visage is old, so she doesn't understand what a virgin is. And so I'm going to slowly talk to you. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then, <laughs> which and joke then her are you saying, doing? <laughs> yeah. I, well, and then, then when she was like Kathy Burke, and it's like, I just don't know who you are. I'm like, oh, you. I, that's where you go. That's just dismissive. I mean, like, it could it could have been funny, depending upon how you say it. Like, oh, Kathy Burke, who are you? You know, like, like I mean, there, there's a funniness to it because she yeah. is young and. I thought it was a fun concept, but... Um, you could have made it more self-deprecating about her. Like, if you don't know mm-hmm. the person, somehow turn the joke to make fun of yourself, is what I would have said. Yeah, but there was a, there was a lot of the kind of just sort of calling people grandma and, you know, people are old and I'm so young and dumb and do-do-do-do-do. It, it was just I, a I lot will of... say, though, this was the first time that Crystal was saying she was a virgin to the room so what we saw was in the workroom before so she, that was actually a reveal for all the people in the audience they didn't necessarily know that she was a virgin so That's in that way I'm like, true. there's a bit of honesty there but us as the audience at home we're like well we've already heard that but room hasn't necessarily heard that before michelle hasn't heard that before so that was new information for them so i thought that was brave of her to do yeah i mean honestly i thought her best joke was just like the Rue is old enough to be my great, 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 great grandmother. And I I just applaud her. She's not afraid to do vocalizations for comedy. And that's a really good skill. There is something about being young and fearless. Like she attacked it, even though she didn't know what she was doing. I think someone a bit older, like, like if you put me in that situation, I would have been, you know. Honestly, I just think her set needed to be punched up a bit, like just more punchlines. But like, it it was pretty decent she she's actually pretty naturally talented she really is a fierce drag queen she just needs a little more experience you know maybe she just needs to have some sex yeah she just needs to get fucked dick down <laughs> <laughs> speaking of people who have been dick down l of a day um 
<laughs> okay, so Ella is second on the list, and uh, I think she fairly killed it. Um, the she was so relaxed, and by I don't mean like on Quaaludes relaxed. I mean like I think she just might be so comfortable. I think she yeah. might be. She's always just like, "Oh, darling, nothing gets me bothered." It's like Ella, the house is on fire. No problem. I'll get the fire extinguisher, darling, dear. <laughs> Nothing bothers me. Are you on Quaaludes, Ella? Yes. <laughs> like that. Um, but I, I counted. She had about between 20 and 21 punchlines. Holy shit, that's double what Crystal exactly. did in the same amount of time. Exactly. Well, she set up punchlines, set up punchlines. And also what I thought Ella did was, was draw people in and then get them, you know? Like yes. that's classic roast. She drew know? them in and she also sectioned it off. Um, yes. You know, she would set it up and then she would hit them with multi... Then she would hit the punchline and then she would have another punchline and then another punchline. Like, yeah. well, the one off the top, I'm Ella Viday. You know, it's just one of those memorable names. Just keeps on giving. I'm thinking, who else has a memorable name? You know, oh, um, you know, like her, Anus Puss, instead of Anubis. <laughs> oh, yes. no, 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 sorry. Hang on a sec. Anna Booty. Oh, no, 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 no. Hakuna Matata. You know, <laughs> so it's just like, oh, no, no, no. On your bus, which is what you were after week one. And I mean, yes. she's just so, like, it just kind of hit and hit and hit. That's um, the theater background coming out on stage, though. Like, because yeah. Ella has the theater background and just like, I can stand on stage and not, and, and, and just be, you know, like that is a thing. And that's the other crazy thing that she obviously has in spades is that stand-up comedy, I think at the end of the day is like, yeah, you have your jokes, but you kind of have to just be, you have to listen. You have to listen to your audience. Right. Yeah. And she was so in sync. Yeah, she did because she even had that callback when um, Kitty, Kitty came for her. Remember when Kit, um, she was like, now RuPaul said the other week, uh, so stop being so predictable. But then Kitty wins an award for being fugly. That's predictable. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, Kitty yeah. says, I'm still younger than you, darling. Oh, yes. And then, no, and then she's not shook at all. She's like, shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only by three years. And darling, I'm 32, but I taste 18. Let me tell you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she came back, she silenced a heckler, and she put them in their place. That is high level stand up comedy. How did this bitch do it? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think she's probably used to having, being insulted and having to come back at people, probably, you know? Like, Maybe she's done pantos, like a lot of pantos, and she's just used to this stuff. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No. Um, oh, man. Yeah, did you have any favorite uh, uh, jokes? Well, I love, like, when she was going after the different eliminated queens, you know, yeah. uh, saying to Victoria Scone, knee slide into my DMs. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, oh, and the read for Crystal being like, if I to get a brain transplant from Crystal because Crystal's brain hasn't been used. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was all just very well done. Good setups, good punches. Yeah. Uh, and a ton of punches, and um, she, and at, and she just played it live, like she just she was alive during the whole time. Well, the, the way she just 
walked out from behind that podium. Like, she just walked, like, and you saw that moment. It's like, that moment where she walked out from behind the podium and left her notes there, you're like, oh, this girl has got this. Ella continues to surprise, because honestly, she was underestimated, and now she's uh, doing this well. I mean, winning the Snatch Game, and people still decided to underestimate her after that. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's because she's not a, a drama queen in the workroom, I think, is one of the big reasons. Uh, but when it comes time to perform, she's on. Yeah, I think I have to say my favorite joke was probably... Um... Crystal Versace. She's like a cute little chihuahua that I want to pick up in a bag and just throw off a cliff. So, and that's an example of if you knew nothing about that person, that's a joke you could use on someone. It really is. So up next was Ms. Vanity Milan. How do you think Vanity did? She looked gorgeous. Well, they all look gorgeous. Just like angels. They all looked fantastic. I mean, there's only one one joke that really hit the mark and that was calling the the rest of the the panel, the White Supremes. I thought that the was The White fantastic. Supremes was really good. But other than that... I really feel bad for Vanity. Like, I kind of can't... And I was being very generous. Uh, I kind of counted maybe seven or eight punchlines at the end of the day. Um, well, and for us, like, the, in the opposite of what Ella was serving, when the Queens were, gave some, some uh, clap back to Vanity... Vanity went off the rails. She pulled um, her punches too, I'd say. Well, she didn't, she just didn't know what to do. She was caught off guard that people were like zinging her when it's like she was probably like, it's my turn to zing. And it's like, well, then deliver some well, zings. Zing, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's too bad. Like I actually think that her, a lot of her ideas are pretty fun. I just don't think she knows how to A, deliver them, B, uh, punch them up enough. Um, and what yeah. to punch on. Because there's a couple things where she said, I was excited about being on Drag Race season three. And after all of you entered the room, I thought to myself, fuck. And I was like, oh, that's funny. But then she continued, I'm the only black queen here. And I'm like, no, 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 stop, stop. Like, <laughs> you already had a joke. Just punch it there. Then move on to the, the other topic. Because that was, other- a, that was a truck that drove right through that because everyone was like, oh, because you know, there is some significance to saying that you're the only black queen there. Well, that's the thing because you say fuck and it's like, Oh, oh, ha 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 ha. And it's like, I'm the only black queen here. And everyone's like, your balls drop, drop into your, your, because like, that's a serious real world. Like you're right. We need to talk about this kind of thing. And then like that laughter that you got just goes like, like gone, it's gone. So like, but then she killed it also like by saying, and you know what happens to in scary movies when the black man, black person, right? They always go first. Yeah. That's funny again. Uh, yes. Like I, I was so frustrated by her delivery. <laughs> yeah, it was uneven. Yeah, like, but she, you could tell that she's not a writer either. Um, and she was just doing like you got to appreciate. It's just sort of like Crystal. Like they're doing, they were doing the best they can, and it wasn't a bomb in the way that I've seen queen's bomb on roasts in the past like for me the not ultimate bomb is utica not at know? all that's like, why i was so frustrated with vanity because i was just like girl you're just hitting the wrong thing uh yeah. dirty rice and uh, even dirty rice is funny like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love the orange thing too if she only would have hit it well like she said uh, yeah. There's a slight language barrier between me and my husband. He only speaks Estonian, and the only word I know in Estonian is orange, which is funny, <laughs> but only 
if you know about that she's only worn orange. Um, yeah. So I feel like that just needed to be put up into her setup. You know, so like, you all know I've only been wearing orange on the runway. Well, yes. my husband is Estonian, and I only know one word in Estonian, orange. Like, that's all, yeah. like that's the thing. The information came after it needed to be before because we needed that to be set yeah. up yeah, so then you it can feels like they're explaining it. the joke yeah. exactly because then you yeah. explain your joke and if you have to explain a joke to someone that never goes over well have you ever tried to explain a joke to somebody that that's never fun <laughs> yeah i don't dare i just go oh never mind you don't get it exactly it's just like <laughs> oh that didn't work okay flop next 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 moving on bye flop exactly <laughs> and i mean but then her next part like uh do you know and you know what they say orange is the new black i thought that was great and there's more there but then she goes into this could be mine yeah Yeah. but then she goes into a rhyme where it's like and black don't crack and i'm something can i get an amen and i'm like girl like (laughs) sure i'll give you an amen okay (laughs) it's not a rhyming competition i I don't know (laughs) and then the next thing about cooking i thought that was hilarious and just badly d- delivered. And also that should have been at the beginning of the set. Yeah, I mean, and also just too many words. It just needs to be, yeah. girl, when they th- I thought they were doing a roast, I thought it was a cooking competition. Like, that's the joke, you know? Yeah. Not, look, I've been in this competition. I'm not the smartest person in the world, but when I found out it was a roast and I thought, it's a cooking challenge. And that's how she said mm-hmm. it, too. I, th- I found that this is a roast and I thought, it's a cooking challenge. And I'm going to do great because all I'm, I'm going to do is cook you dirty rice. Like, it's just so yeah. badly delivered. But it's like, there's, a, there's good jokes in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I were sitting around uh, with a bunch of people at a bar and this was being said like this, I would be like, ha, 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 this is funny. But this is, a, but this is an actual performance. Yeah. And I know for myself, I'm always like, how can I get to the joke quicker? What's the... What's the chaff that we need to shake out of this, you know? And then she finally had that joke where she just looked over at them and was like, look at them sitting over there like the white Supremes, period. Yeah. Boom. Joke! Look at them sitting over there like the white Supremes, period. Wait for laugh. That's funny. Shut the fuck up, Vanity. You have jokes. I was so frustrated because I was like, this is good material, but if only you had a little direction, you know what I mean? Yeah, and some people really need direction, you know? Oh, poor girl, poor girl. It was was kind of a mess, but I really saw it. I really saw potential there, so I don't know. Any any final thoughts about Vanity? Um, What I will say is that the set... uh, made me feel more endeared to her uh, absolutely than before too. Cause I watching her struggle through it was yeah. something that made me admire her uh, for, for doing what she, and she was very much still being authentically herself. She, so re- she really, you get credit for that. Yeah. She really had the, and also the range of topics is crazy. Uh, she, and for somebody that <laughs> is always saying, Oh Lord bless me. I don't want to talk about this. She sure talks about pissing on herself a lot. And like, oh, that was a good. I actually liked that joke. And too, dirty rice, and dirty rice, and like, I'm like, girl, you're not, you're no Catholic, you know, angel. <laughs> like, why? Who are you trying to fool? But um, you know, I love that one about. It, it was a little wordy again, but like, I mean, come yeah. on, 
you know, love. He is just like love. It's a it's a warm sensation. Everyone can see it, but it, it only you can feel the warm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had a set where you're just like it just didn't go well, and then at the end you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, and you walk off. One hundred percent. It's actually the so. I was at uh, a show that I thought I was going to be watching. Oh. So I had had a, a bunch to, to drink and <laughs> partaken in things that made me inebriated. And then the host came and was like, so-and-so's canceled. I need you to get up on stage in in five minutes and do your thing. And oh, I was like, wow. And I, like, I was plastered. <laughs> and I did. I went up there. I I said, other people's jokes right in front of them. <laughs> I had people take me aside after and be like, Rob, you know that that's not your material, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> so I actually, I, I can't were, I were not. Were you just like, you know that I'm fucking loaded, right? <laughs> uh, I wish, like, I was trying to not, you know, like the whole, oh. I don't think that was part of it. Yeah. Oh, I like, that was my worst bombing. And that, um, <laughs> I, I don't like now before a set, I, I will have, I will have a drink and definitely no other kind of substance substances before. I yeah, perform. absolutely. I agree. I, I, you know, I don't. I, some people really think that they do better when, when they've had a few drinks in them. And I, you know, that leads you down a precarious path yeah. um, as well. No, in regards to comedy, it's bad. And like, there's already a lot of people who are on the verge of having substance abuse uh, problems in the absolutely i would say i like i i i might order a beer but like a pint of beer is actually a lot of beer so like uh i don't finish it like i have a bit but like as soon as i feel a little something it's like that's enough because yeah. stand-up comedy you have to listen and you yeah i do agree like it is nice maybe it can lower your inhibition a little bit if you you know, are two in your head, but be careful with that shit. You know, you don't exactly. need it. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, but that was a good lesson for me early on. And now, now, you know, I'm not, when you see me at a comedy show, it's not till after I've done my thing that maybe I'm getting a little bit sloppy. You're hyped up. You're, you're on wacky tobacco and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm admitting <laughs> nothing. I like visiting the United States. Oh, you gotta be careful with that. Like if you work for a cannabis store, even now you could get, you know, you could, They'd be like, well, you work for a cannabis store? Well, you're not allowed in the U.S. ever again, you know? Ugh, wow. So I don't do any of that stuff and never have because I grew up Mormon. See you later, uh, America. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay, so then we've got the closer. Kitty's got claws. And uh, I counted with her about 21 to 24 punchlines. Oh, very good. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the really... Her performance was also great. I know we're gonna we're gonna you know get into the deeper parts of it, but you know if you're comparing to the other strong performer of, of the night, yeah, I did. You know, Kitty was in her notes a lot. Like, yeah, you saw a lot of the top of her wig because she was looking down at her notes. And, yeah, I mean the edit made sure that it caught that for sure. Right? Oh yeah, but that means it must have been happening quite a bit. But all the jokes were there. I mean, she was funny. Some of them were on, you know, it's funny because she was the one earlier in the show that said, um, you know, you could, they got to be in on the joke. It can't just be mean. And I thought some of Kitty's comments were actually the meanest comments of the night. Um, oh, they, yeah, she was harsh. Um, yeah. She, she was bordering on a little bit uh, heavy, heavy handed. Um. <laughs> yeah. 
And I mean, at the same time, she also was a, a little bit hacky. I mean, she her, she opened with, you know, Father, forgive me, I've sinned, spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch when she does the sign of the cross. Yes. Which is just like a Austin Powers joke. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's straight up I from mean, Austin. I didn't find it funny. I didn't find it funny at was... all. And everyone was like, oh, I was like, okay, Austin Powers. <laughs> Because it's British, but it's not. It's Canadians being British. Anyhow. Um, I mean, I, I was like, has RuPaul never seen the international man of mystery? Is is this a, a gap in his knowledge or not? Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. Well, for British <laughs> stuff, there is a lot of gaps in his knowledge. So I think sometimes RuPaul just laughs because it's like, this sounds like it's a reference I don't know. So I'll just laugh. Mike Myers is Canadian. Come on. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe that's why it doesn't listen to anything Canadian. Um, I loved the thing off the top because one thing that you could criticize Ella about is that Ella, unless they cut it out, um, which is possible, Ella didn't make fun of themselves uh, at all, which was... That's true. It was just going... And Kitty did take time to go after herself first, which... Viciously. Yes. And it was, I think it could have been articulated a little bit better, but I thought it was a really funny story told pretty succinctly of just how she was mistaken for her mom at 14. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And and the mother of six, including one kid that was actually her mom. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, which makes me think, I must have looked so haggard and old to have six kids, one of them being my own mother. (laughs) Like, it was hilarious. That was a really strong start. And then also, like, the bullying joke. I mean, this is where it gets really... Ed- she she was edgy. Bully. We might call it edgy. Because yeah. she said, how I wasn't bullied is beyond me. Because trust and believe, I want to go back and bully myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's hilarious. But, like, also edgy. Because, I mean, bullying is... That's a topic. That is a topic. Yeah, it is. So... <laughs> And then also she did a lot of UK references. Like she said, thank God for Holly Street or something like that. I had no idea what she was talking about. Yeah. Um, but she said it in a way that you're like, oh, this must be funny. So you just laugh. Well, yeah, I was like, oh, must be a UK reference. I, I didn't met, I didn't get up. And then, and then when she got to the other queens and stuff, it got a bit mean. Like, what did, what, I, remind me what she said to Veronica Green about her hair. Yeah. Trying to escape her face. <laughs> That was incredible. I loved that Veronica uh, joke here. Um, yeah, it was good. Side note to all the listeners at home, it was at this point that Hillary had a full-on five-minute meltdown as she searched where Kitty had said this about Veronica, which has been cut for your convenience from the finished podcast. It's time for another commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having a conniption fit because I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, it's not there. God damn it. Um that we was, all know how much uh, radio and podcasts love dead air, so I'm glad we could provide that for them today. Oh, no, that'll be cut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's because it wasn't her joke. It was um, it, that was Ella's oh. joke. Was that Ella's? Oh, my gosh. They're melding into each other. Yeah, Sorry, Ella, Ella, Ella's joke was, oh, yeah, Veronica Green. Um, so, you know, threat to society. And then she's like, and that forehead, that's not your forehead. That's just your hairline trying to run away from your face. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I, see, that one was pretty mean. So I, I guess I just attributed that to Kitty. It was probably um, Ella's meanest joke. Um, yeah. 
but you Which know is maybe why i related it but anyway <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> kitty got that wrong not at all i was just having a conception fit i was like oh no how did i miss this joke kitty oh wait kitty very, didn't I'm, say that robert's just an idiot no. <laughs> i just I do like when I'm a guest on a show. I really like to gaslight the host. Yeah, exactly. That's my thing. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I thought I thought she was really funny. I liked um, Crystal. Really had a fun time uh, on her jokes when she said, "Crystal." Oh, yeah. I, I mean, she went after Crystal, saying that, "Oh yeah, Rue says Crystal's born to do drag." And Rue, can I tell you something that Crystal was not born to do? She oh, wasn't God. born to do an acting challenge. Snatch game, sewing machine, line learning, all choreography. List goes on, my love. And comedy, apparently. Thank you. Yes. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you saw it. There's a quick shot where you could see Crystal and she was just holding her middle finger way up in the air at Kitty during it. I mean, in good humor, but like, but yeah, well, I, I think if I got burned that bad, there's nothing I could do except be like, oh, fuck you, you got me. And also, Kitty had the better sex uh, sex virgin joke uh, that <laughs> Crystal could only help hope that she could have had, um, which was just like, Crystal describes his drag as sex on legs, <laughs> which is making fun <laughs> of the way she said because Crystal's always going, sex on yeah. doing that stupid right. thing, which is yeah. hilarious. Uh, but of course, just, but to quote my favorite film, Clueless, she's just a virgin who can't drive. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, that was, that was it. I mean, that was it when um, she... Like, Check, please. We got it. She did <laughs> She did Crystal Versace's comedy routine better than Crystal Versace did Crystal Versace's routine. Yeah. So, but yeah, some of it was mean. Like when she said Vanity is so lucky to have her husband to make her looks because <laughs> too bad he can't help you win a challenge, my love. You know, that's a bit like, ooh, <laughs> I don't know if that's funny or just like, it was not so long ago that Kitty had uh, nary a Rue Peter badge and Vanity had one over her. So I do find that interesting that she chose that. But I mean, do what you do. And of course, Charity, I mean, the more the more I think about it, the more I appreciate this joke when she just said, Charity case, say no more. <laughs> uh, my one disappointing note was that she didn't really have a good closer. She was just like, okay, thank you. I've got Kitty's claws. Thank you very much. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But true to her name, she bared those claws and uh, yeah. you know, her namesake is secure. So I think uh, Ella was absolutely the best and yeah, it was pretty clear. And uh, But overall, I, I thought everyone did quite well. I thought everyone had jokes and everyone did to the best of their ability. And I was very impressed. Yeah. So yeah, wow. I, I thought everyone did as well as I could expect them to. Yeah, you know wh- whatever their levels of comfort or experience are with, uh, but Ella blew blew it out of the water in regards to saying you know not really being a stand up person. Okay, so we'll do the runway here. There's just the four looks. Uh, Crystal comes out um, as this golden goddess with this crazy yeah. headpiece, and it's like a full sequin bodysuit with chains dangling off of it and stuff. What do you think uh, on a scroll talk? We nut the look or we cut it. Um, so I would, I would nut this look. I didn't care for the burgundy sash mm-hmm. stuff. Oh yeah, was the sa- there was much. like a sash kind of around it, kind of Jesus-y. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, it was like, yeah, it wasn't sort of that like burgundy red where like, uh, hey, I'm back. I was on the cross and now I'm here. A <laughs> um, little bit of that. I, I The sash was a distraction, but the detailing of the gold and uh, the chains and things like that um, were released. And of course, you know, face uh, was beat to the gods, so to speak. You know, Always. Like she, yeah. With the, even with like that 60s like eyeliner outline yeah. is very interesting. Um, she's yeah. very good. It's always kind of the same, but it's always just very good. And the the outfit was stunning. Um I would I I I wasn't it wasn't my favorite today though. It wasn't. No. No. Me neither. Me neither. Because at the end of the day, it was a bodysuit. It was a sparkly bodysuit with a headpiece. And yes, that's expensive, but it was and literally like a sashy cape. And also, I, I, I don't know, but it was very like God, God-like. So yeah, yeah. it's a nut for me. Ella, Ella Viday comes out as uh, in a nude illusion bodysuit with the covered in stones. Uh, and and it's like constellations. And yeah. it's like a constellation kind of configuration of, I guess, the Virgo constellation. I guess she's a Virgo. <laughs> I guess so. So I guess this is this is an interesting take on it because a lot of gays, a lot of queer people, we don't relate with religion because mm. oh, you know, religion doesn't relate with us. Um, okay. So we turn to things like astrology as our kind of thing, spirituality. Yeah. What do you think of this look? Um, I mean, I love everything from the neck down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ella, we, Ella has. Um, maybe not in her mind, but definitely in the mind of audiences struggled with her makeup. Um, oh, yes. And not that she's a bad painter. It's just, she. There, there's something about this. It always, somehow she always ends up looking older than her age. Oh, yes. Uh, um, and then the flat hair. Like Ella, someone like, the, after the Oompa Loompa, nice big hair last week, I really, want, I was like, maybe she's learned to do bigger hair and she hadn't. Yeah. Um, so I don't think like the comments about like, Oh, the blue rinse of the hair. I, I didn't care about that, but just the flatness of the hair. Um, but in regard, like from the neck down, that bodysuit was absolutely gorgeous. It padded perfectly the uh, proportions in the body. I would definitely say um, she said it was the first time she's worn human hair. And I was like, why did you start now? Because <laughs> Human human hair is much different than synthetic hair. It gets dry. Um, it's very expensive, especially if it's been bleached and dyed like that. Um, blue. Blue. Oh it's blue. Why would you do that to the human hair? Anyhow. Yeah. So I was just like, girl, no, like, don't do it today. Like, <laughs> like there could it's have been. It's a hell of a day to be putting on human hair yeah and she's like look at my 40 inches it's like look at your 40 dry ass you know not the greatest i'm sure it's an expensive wig but expensive does not necessarily mean great it was fine i i saw what she was trying to do but like it was yeah but i love the bodysuit you always have to give credit to a beautiful nude illusion like that like it was very well done it was beautiful It was something else. So I'm willing to forgive the hair because yeah. of the rest of it, to be quite honest. So she's a nut. She's a nut for me. Yeah, she gets nutted. And then there's Vanity Milan coming out as... Honestly, I felt bad for Vanity again because she kind of looked like Crystal Versace's look, except not as... 
I don't know. The it detailing was... wasn't there in quite the same way. The headpiece again was beautiful on her. I thought. I I it was a I preferred her headpiece to be honest. It was kind of you know. Yeah. But I hate and I hate felt... her I hate her shiny black tights. I really hate her shiny black tights. They matched her face though. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, I was just saying no. When I say match, it's a her face is always shiny too. Oh, because of her That's greasy what I... face. <laughs> That's ah! what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I also think the color is a little off, and uh... there was a little bit of dis. This is the thing, and when we got to get cut some slack to uh, any POC queens that are trying to find skin matches, absolutely in materials. So that gets a lot of forgiveness for me because I did notice that the breastplate was, you know, not matching her skin tones either. Yeah, it kind of looked more really- like. Uh... It more looked like a a, a breastplate, uh, like a chest plate, like an a, a like a, a Greek warrior would wear, was wearing or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there was a bit of color match in regards to if you are trying to make nude illusion in some of what of your what you're doing. Oh, it didn't quite match up. It was off. It was off. Um, but I thought it was still pretty. I, I would still give it a nut. Yeah, I would too. But I I, I just would. hate her shiny tights. Like what? What is it with shiny tights? Like, why can't you wear, like, a regular tight? <laughs> well, and they also got to realize what that does under lighting and with cameras. Like, yeah. maybe that looks good when you're looking in a mirror and there isn't, like, a spotlight on it. But the reflection it, of these shiny tights can become a distraction. Yeah, because it just, it's just shine. Like, it's just like, like, I'm like, ah! Like, I don't, I don't know. I want to see a leg, you know? I want to see a leg. I don't want to be blinded by some sort of weird shiny leg. unless you're like someone like simone who can do bare leg and just like grease herself up there i don't know but no still gets a a it's a nut and then kitty's got claws comes out this is my favorite look on the runway personally (gasps) yeah the it's like a grecian goddess beautiful hair that is like crap like a hair hair crown fantastic and then just like this asymmetrical pink toga sweep. She looked like, with the inches coming down on the back, she looked like, you know, just a Greek god. She looked like Aphrodite. You know, like it, that was, I liked it. I loved it. Yeah, like a very like Aphrodite or Hera or Athena, whichever one you want exactly. to choose. Exactly. You know what? I will say the pink on the gold, I wish that pink had just been either more gold or a different color fair that that on top of each other made it look like there was like two pieces of material slapped together mm. um and that for me was uh, like that took away from the look a little bit for me that's but fair that's it fair. didn't matter because you know from from the breasts up it was all you know classic uh kitty and just really well done very good i love that one so much total nut so yeah, I'll net it. I guess that brings us to the end of the episode um, where, what is it? It's vanity and crystal in the yeah. bottom. What was the lip sync song? Do you remember? Yes. It was hallucinate by Dua Lipa. Hallucinate by Dua Lipa. Yes. And it's not, it was, I was like, I'd never heard this song before and maybe it was more popular in the UK than in North America, but it was a good song. It was a I bop. Was like, this is it a bit of a bop. banger. And you, did yeah. you love, uh, did you love the lip sync? I thought it was a great lip sync. It was it like, it was pretty equal too. Like they were both doing really well. The couple times where they interacted with each other was great. I mean, I loved it when they both walked up the runway or walked to the back of the runway and then turned around to come back down at the same time. Like, and we also had like, a double 
um, like death drop, death drop moment. Jump splits. Yeah. Crystal did her spin turn into a jump split, which is a very classic kind of tacky drag move these days. Cause everyone does it. Um, <laughs> but vanity caught, you saw it. This was one of my favorites. This is an old yeah. school drag racing. Vanity saw it happening out of the side of her eye and just dropped. And yes. in that moment, Fantastic. I was like, Vanity, you just won this lip sync um, regardless. I don't care how much Crystal was flicking her hair around a la Valentina. Um, that hair flick is what won her it, in my opinion. Not, like, not I don't necessarily agree that she won, but I could tell that the judges were like, "She's winning by a hair flip." This girl, you know. I I thought the one thing is I think Van- Vanity was kind of giving defeated off the top. I thought she was just very like, uh, like she was trying to pull herself together, but it wasn't really yeah. happening right away. And uh, this is Crystal's first lip sync as opposed to Vanity's fourth. I know Vanity's so, Vanity's just like I'm fucked. Okay. Yeah, a bit. Here we go. I would have <laughs> loved, I would have loved actually to see Crystal go home because let's be honest. <gasps> she's not winning the whole thing. I don't think she's going to win. And also, Crystal going home this episode really would have given her more like a Valentina edit or Katya edit. You know, like she'd be the fourth mm. place person that people would just suddenly love. Rather than like actually let her into the top three, where she's just not going to win versus Kitty and Ella, it's not happening anymore. I don't think. Yeah, it, I mean that's true. I think Ella's going to win. Who do you think is on top now? I mean, it's Ella's to lose. She's got four badges. Yeah. The closest queen has two. Yeah. So it's so funny for someone where you know Ella has not been a star in the confessionals at all. Like it's really been Kitty's show yeah. in the confessionals. Well, but Ella's always just kind of the- like everything's fine i'm sitting over here well she has been very like that i'm sitting over here drinking my pinot just thinking what's going on girls i don't yeah. quite understand what is happening i'm fine i'm chill this is probably the least busy i've been in my entire life <laughs> i get to go to a hotel in the evenings they bring me a nice chardonnay and a little bit of you know um, you know, Carissa's sausage, and I'm good to go. I get up in the morning. I've been working 60-hour weeks since I was 21. Like, I'm not... <laughs> I mean... It is, it's like, it's maybe she, maybe she's had the quaaludes, you know? Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I've never tried a quaalude. I hear they're like Ambien. I mean, um, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Next time <laughs> on Squirrel Talk, <laughs> Robert Watson on Quaaludes. <laughs> so speaking of Robert Watson on Quaaludes, um, <laughs> uh, do you want to shout out to the kids, uh, your socials, and what you got going on in the world? Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much. So uh, if you want to find out anything that I'm up to, because I'm producing shows across Toronto, some of them are, in fact... Um, uh, live streamed and broadcast. There's one coming up uh, on Thursday, the 25th, uh, that uh, is being uh, broadcast, and you can and you can watch it from home. Uh, but to find out all of that, you have to go to at Gay AF Comedy on uh, Instagram. Is probably the best. Uh, also on Facebook and Twitter. But uh, oh, there's a show the on the 25th. On I had no idea. Do you not? I, I really? I well, 
you know what? I want to put you on it. Let's put you on that show. I thought I was already Since on it. All- I-, I was making a joke, but anyway. <laughs> I know. No, it's like, you're already on the marketing material, so sure, yeah. let's put you on okay. it. Let's do it. <laughs> I love that. And and uh, is it? It's best to find you like gay, gay AF uh, on on Insta. Yeah, gay AF comedy is the full thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure if you type gay AF, uh, it'll happen. Uh, also, I got Christmas Spectacular, which is our super gay Christmas show that happens on December eighth. And your drag daughter is actually a part of that one. Yes, messy. See, Mama yeah. loves you. Kind of. I helped you get a gig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny oh. um so yeah that's on december 8th but all, all that information to find out what's going on is on uh at gay comedy at instagram or on facebook or twitter amazing well robert it's been lovely chatting about you uh with you about you uh, uh, around you i learned a lot of things well, about thanks. your drool your your secretions <laughs> Um, <laughs> so true. your love of quaaludes and uh, uh, just like we I think we really used our expertise uh, in just kind of analyzing this stand-up comedy which is really fun mm-hmm. um, I, I, yeah no, it was great you know and uh, especially as the, the, com- the amazing comedy queen that you are uh, it's so funny watching Drag Race and seeing how much they elevate comedy and yet in, in like real world how drag comedy uh, is still trying to find its place in in the greater community, and but you are doing a great job yeah. of bringing that to the to masses and being and saying that you know, hey, being funny is where it's at. You just and gotta really keep is. putting yourself out there, right? I guess. Um, well, for sure. And uh, I'm I, very proud of you. Oh. You know, knowing you from you know that that comedy show back in in the day when we, oh. when we first met, and seeing how how you've grown your personal brand and just grown as a queen. It's it's been delightful to see. Yes, thank you for acknowledging my weight. Um. <laughs> what? I I got to listen back. What did I just say? You just said I grew. Thanks a lot, bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck off. laughs> Okay, Robert, I'm going to give you one final task, and that is what I, I get my guests to to sign off. Uh, and I think you were interested in doing some, uh, some uh, what, po- poetry or something? Well, I mean, I, I'd love, like, so check out A Gay Victorian Affair yes. where you can hear lovely lines like, uh, I want to tear down those gas pipes and ride Rantipole with your plug tail inside my back passage. Um that's really dirty, but it made it past the YouTube censors uh, on the show. That, but that's not the only, that's, <laughs> that's not the last word. I just basically, so, so much dirty language that if it were said in nowadays terms, we would have gotten kicked off the internet. So ooh, check it out. See how ooh, we got past ooh, that. Give us one more to close it off. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Do I have, have one more? Oh, um, uh, before I prig those fleshy orbs, let me feel your tallywag in my sauce box. And that's all it is, sauce boxes. We'll see you next time. Bye, squirrels. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.